0: The headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we talk with you about your life, specifically your money, your relationships, and your work, and all three of those areas are absolutely tied together, and if you're not winning in one of those areas, I promise you this, you're losing in the other areas, and we want to give you some practical steps so that you have a clear path forward hope-filled advice. I'm Ken Coleman. He is Dr. John Deloney. We're here together for you. It is a free phone call, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Now listen, I got to call this out. For those of you that are longtime listeners, new listeners, you're going, hey, this is uh, this really is more than just a money show, and you got two non-money experts today. So take the advice uh, with uh, shall we say uh, a light grip, John.
1: Sell the truck, then we'll just go ahead and say. That's it now. what we're
0: gonna say. Uh, we're <laughs> Sell gonna the truck. say we're gonna say no debt, and we're gonna give you your basic money advice. But I do want you to take advantage of this opportunity, John. And I, uh, we get the awesome privilege to travel together all around the country, and we do uh, a, a, a kind of a pre-event free for all, mm-hmm. where we sit together on a stage at Building Wealth Live, and we take people's questions around relationships and mental health. Yeah. And work, and John, we find many times at those events that we end up both answering. It's all braided the together, man. Question. It's
1: all braided together. So,
0: yeah. uh, mental health struggling. Hey, here's one. How about taking uh, John and I for a spin on toxic workplaces? You're in a toxic work environment. Those are fun for us because they do involve both of our vantage points. And uh, so whatever, your money question, your relationship question, anxiety questions, mental health, work, uh, all of it together, John and I are here, so let's go. Blake is going to start us off in Madison, Wisconsin. Blake, how can we help?
2: How's it going, guys? Uh, We're
0: having a blast. What's going on with you today?
2: uh, I'm starting to turn my life around here. Uh, This new year's been a big, big start in the right direction. Go but right now, I'm I'm back from college. Um, I'm a recovering addict, and I'm not sure exactly what I want to do. I have so many ideas in my head for a career. Okay. And I'm just like, I got to make sure I'm doing the right thing here. What's okay. the nature
1: of your addiction, brother?
2: Oh. Sorry, I don't know if you could hear that. That was an alarm. Um, oh, no, we didn't hear it. <laughs> uh, my addiction was alcohol and everything on my phone TV I'll say everything
1: okay food <laughs> so what uh what 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 flipped the switch for you what um, opened your eyes and you thought to yourself oh I, I don't want this life I want to do something different I was sick of it I was just sick of it dude I I, I hear me say it, man how old are you I'm 22 I'm so proud of you it, yeah. thank you because I mean you're, you when you're talking about food you're talking about digital communication talking about alcohol that also means you had to come up with a new set of friends and you had to wrestle dude you you're you're an absolute gangster i'm i'm honored to get to talk to you. it's awesome it's awesome thank you
0: yeah and i love the nature of this question blake because you've got some ideas that have come from your heart and they're swirling in your head and i and and i'm so glad you got john and i together because you have gotten sick and tired of being sick and tired. And now you're ready to make a a contribution. And can I just tell you before we even get into this, that you're going to get so much natural soul level juice from contributing something positive to this world. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll never have to medicate again if you realize how valuable you are. So let's talk about these ideas. Anytime I talk to somebody, John, who's got multiple ideas, I'd like to just have you list the top two or three and the order that they pop in your mind because I think we're going to see a pattern here. So let's go. What I have are these ideas? I do ideas? have them on
2: paper. Great. If that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's perfect.
2: Read them to uh, they me. All, they all kind of connect. But I knew it. Uh, I have local meal prep company with supplement company that I want to start. I want to own a gym eventually. I want to influence others online who want to live a healthier life and are looking for it. Mm-hmm. And... I also want to potentially do like a nutrition coach for
0: sports. Okay, great. Now, let's look at the pattern. You said this yourself, so I want you to share with John and I what you see the connection as being. What's the thread between those three ideas? Local meal prep, uh, nutrition, uh, uh, then own a gym, and then also influence people online for exercise and nutrition, and then uh, nutrition for athletes. What's the common thread there?
2: Uh, Well, it's positive influence on mental and physical health yeah
0: so coming at it from a food standpoint food and exercise and the positive mental health impact yeah yeah well i mean john you you've actually gone deep and gotten to be really good friends with it's with those guys with yeah. these dudes and there isn't an, there is a connection um so what i'm seeing here blake is i'm seeing a ladder that we need to develop for you so i think you can do all three of these things you may do them separately, you may do a combination of the three, but I think it's a process for you as you have come out of some, some, some real tough stuff that we create the right path for you so that you keep walking forward and, and adding to the skill and the experience necessary to one day get to that point of having your own business. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think I'm stuck at like, where do I start?
0: Yeah, let me tell you where you start, on a lower rung. I don't care where the ladder is. And let me explain what I mean by this. And, John, I want you to actually speak into the mental side of this with this advice. My advice for Blake is let's just get in the nutrition space. Yes. Big, giant space. I don't care if it's working at GNC go, for five months. Do a,
1: go get a job at GNC. Go get a job at a local gym. get a job at a gym. See I want how that machine the works. Space. That's right. I want him
0: in the space doing two things. Getting experience. Mm-hmm and getting clarity. That's right. Now, what I mean by that, Blake, and I want to turn this over to John for him to add something right here in this moment, and we'll keep coming back to the long-term path. But when I say I want you getting experience, I want you just winning. I want you going in and being a part of solving a problem that you care deeply about, which you've already given it to us. Nutrition and exercise and its role on our mental and physical health boom i just i'm there getting experience being a part of the solve Mm -hmm. that's huge for you to get some wins and oh by the way paychecks that's right then you're going to start to develop uh not just out of the experience you're going to get some skill set but more importantly you're getting clarity on how the industry works where i want to be and it's in a low pressure someone's paying me to observe where i ultimately want to end up john that's what i'm thinking
1: and blake let me tell you this How, how long have you been sober It's 28 days. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So I often get like, let's say there's a married couple and they, one of them cheats on the other one and they decide to stay together and they go to counseling a few times and then they want to write a book and go on a speaking tour. What I would tell them every step of the way, don't tell your personal story. Don't go out and try to heal the world until you've got both feet on solid, firm ground. Ken's advice is right on because you need to get into these industries, learn it while you're still healing because you're not there yet. You're you're not even 30 days in, brother. You got a ways to go before you turn the corner. This is going to give you opportunity to practice, 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 practice across the board on yourself and on your job.
0: And Blake, we're going to help you. Hang on the line. We're going to give you my Get Clear Career Assessment, which is going to give you even more of a focused direction long-term to take our short-term advice. Blake, proud of you, number one. Number two, Awesome. go that direction. That's
3: where you're supposed to be. We believe in you.
0: Welcome back, America. You've joined the conversation about your life, specifically your money, your relationships, your work. All three of those are inextricably connected, and you need to be winning in all three, and we're here to help you do that. Dr. John Deloney joins me. I'm Ken Coleman. Ramsey Personalities here for you this hour. 888-825-5225 is the number to jump in. 888 825 five two two five let's go to new york city new york the big apple tom is there tom how can we help
4: what's going on guys thanks for taking my call today you bet so um my wife and i are just about finishing baby step three um we finished paying off our all our student debt and and cars um everything except our mortgage just uh, at the end of last year great and um now that we're coming up on the end of baby step three, having saved about six months uh, for an emergency fund um, where I know the next steps, you know, that are in the baby steps are saving 15% investing that in retirement and, um, and paying off our, our home early. But uh, we're at a point where next year we're looking to um, kind of start a family. And right now we live in like a one bedroom uh, apartment and, we're, we're looking at, you know, saving up to save up for a home. So I guess my question is um, what's the best way to kind of uh, save up for a home, but also, um, you know, f- still continuing on those baby steps.
0: Yeah. Well, the next baby step is what we call baby step three B. Uh, you don't have, you don't have the child yet. Correct. Did I hear you properly?
4: Mm, that's right. Yeah. Not yeah. yet.
0: So am I hearing in your question a little bit of uncertainty as it relates to how much money should we be saving for the baby before we start saving for the house? Is that what I'm hearing? No, it's
4: mostly just for, for that house, just to have, because we would we would need a little bit of more space for um, sure. when we do start to. Okay.
0: All right, so, so let's just look at that. real numbers. You guys planning to stay in the area that you're living in now?
4: Yeah, pretty much. We live just outside of New York City.
0: Okay, so have you done any research in the marketplace on, on a house that's a good starter house for you guys? Certainly big enough for you and Mama and baby. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so what are we really talking about? Out
4: the market just to get a feel. What's the um, price
0: range that we're looking at? That's realistic. It's not like the nicest, brand new neighborhood. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, John, and I'll tell you that doesn't matter. We just want a nice, safe, uh, not a. Uh, 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 you know, a trap uh, of just money going into an old dilapidated house. So based on that, what are we looking at as a purchase price?
4: Yeah. So I think uh, something that would be doable for our range would be kind of something around 500,000, which uh, seems to be on the the lower mid range, but just enough that uh, we would need for, for us.
0: All right. So John, based on what we teach, we're looking at anywhere from 10 to 20% down payment. Right. So there's your number.
4: Yeah. And, um
1: I a common trap dude that um I fell into I, I I'm I, I'm confident kind of to um this baby when you bring this baby home the baby weighs like 6 to 10 pounds. And so we get this idea like I got to have another room and a special laundry section and an, it's 8 pounds. It's like a a, a heavy yeah. football. And so um both uh, uh, ken's been open about this too uh, both ken and i had very clear pictures we probably uh, you probably like me we went my wife and i went to dinner it's like we're gonna st- we're starting the family planning process mm-hmm. and it took my family years yep. to ken's same thing years and so what i don't want you to I'm telling you that to tell you this i don't want you to get manic about buying a house because you have to have one before you have a kid yep and then you're gonna go rush off and buy something stupid that you can't afford because you're gonna go in with a with a budget of five, and then she's gonna see something that she likes at six fifty, and then you're gonna feel this like shame that you can't provide, and, and it's a whole domino dude that almost every guy I know goes through. And then you end up yeah. with a house, and then it takes two years, three years, four years, and now you're in another conversation about having starting a family. I would tell you to relax and get get 10 to 20 percent down and then you're in a position to kind of buy what you want when you need it right how long do you think it makes sense
0: how yeah how long will it take you to get to that 10 to 20 percent mark so we're looking at uh a hundred thousand at the at the the most how long would it take you to save that for 20 percent on a five hundred thousand dollar house
4: yeah yeah that's that's a good question um so if we so right now my wife and i each put five percent into our into our retirement right so um if we were to keep that and just continue saving as as if we have done for our emergency fund um i think by next september we'd able we'd be able to have that 20 percent for a five hundred thousand do it home. do it no brainer that's it do and,
0: it and you gotta listen to what john said john's right we're gonna go ahead and save for it but we're not gonna feel in a rush to do it
1: that's right and hey yeah. uh i i've talked about this on the show too when my son was one and a half, maybe two, we sold our home and moved into a dorm, a residence hall. It was a one and a half bedroom—I mean, I a two-bedroom apartment. And my son was a maniac. He was f- super fun. But I'm telling you, you don't need to sprint mm-hmm. out and go create this vision for this thing. Do it the right way. I want your kid to be born mm-hmm. into a stress-free house, whether that is. 650 square feet or that 6,000 square feet. And the best way to assure y'all have a a stress-free home is that y'all are communicating together. Y'all on the same page and you don't have money wars, man. Um, And you can have some peace that this baby comes home to. So good for you for thinking ahead, man. But I'm I'm with you 100%. Save that money, get that down payment, and then get back to investing as soon as you can.
0: John, I don't know if you have ever been back to, I'm assuming you have. Did you ever go back to one or the childhood home you grew up in? Yeah, yeah do you remember thinking this this is what I thought I was like holy cow this is teeny tiny oh, dude yeah I remember as a kid thinking man my house is huge it was got cavernous. so many rooms I thought
1: it was cavernous. my favorite is going back to like if you go back to your elementary school in the the lunchroom it felt like a football stadium oh yeah and then you go in there now it's like yeah. you got to take a knee to get a drink yeah and it's it's about 35 square yeah. feet total yeah it's a yeah. little bitty thing.
0: and the reason I bring that up is I think it, it it just really accentuates what we're saying here and what you're pointing out that you know what it's one little kid. That kid won't even, till the age of 8, 9, 10, still won't have any kind of idea. I, I stayed in None. our first home until we were 12. Yes. And I remember going back years later at 22 going, how did we even get along in here? <laughs> okay. It looks like yes. we would have sat on top of each other. Yes. And yet as I walked through each room of that house, going back in my recollection, I was like, "I, I, I used to think this room was the coolest room ever. Yes. This is not a room. I have a walk-in closet as big as this now.
1: I, again, it was it was it was made clear to me in a, in a powerful way when my son was three or four. My wife got an opportunity to go teach at a school in Brazil um, to go train some teachers as a part of university project, and they paid for me and Hank to tag along. So we went down there, and dude, it was this magic. I had it all planned out. Father son, two cans were flying around like they were just like blue jays. We were picking mangoes off the of trees. It was this whole thing. He has zero recollection of yeah, that. None. None. Yeah, none. no. We rode donkeys and um, nothing. He has no recollection of that. Now, I'm sure he built some synapses. Dads can be trusted and all that. The, the time was good. He's got no memory of it. And the number of young parents who mortgage their souls because they have this image of, we got to have their own bedroom and it's got to be all decorated out. It's got to have all these giraffes painted on the wall by by you know Banksy and all that you don't need any of that stuff not at all right you don't need any of that stuff do it the right way over, over. and this is from a guy who did it the wrong way man who leveraged my family into a massive hole that my yeah. kids got to live the stress getting out of that hole right
0: i'll take you back to when stacy and i lived here in this area for the first time and we bought our first house and i remember it was one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars, and i the stress that it brought me oh, dude. three bedroom it was a nice little house starter house okay the but house had, is eleven
1: million dollars. Yeah, Nashville but we, right
0: now. yeah, but we barely made any money on it three years later when we moved to Atlanta. Here's my point: I, if I had to do all over it again, I would have probably just rented, and instead of putting the down payment on, I would have invested that, right. saved it until we got to Atlanta, rent for a while. We made some decisions that I'd do all over again now. Going, it was the two of us. Absolutely, we should have been in a teeny tiny little matchbox of a house. That's right. That's so right. that's the idea, folks. Don't get this fever for impressing other people or creating a situation where your status feels really good but it's not doing anything for your lifestyle at all. That's the rub. Be careful of that. Uh, Really appreciate the call Tom and we're so excited for your future. You're doing this thing the right way. All right, don't move. He's Dr. John Deloney. I'm Ken Coleman and you're listening to The Ramsey Show. More coming up. All right, folks, glad to have you with us here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by John Deloney here for you this hour, 888-825-5225, 888 5225 right, John, uh, you got to weigh in on this one. They've, today's question of the day comes from Kyle in the, uh, this always makes me laugh What do we say this, the official Ken Coleman community on Facebook. Dude, I don't have a I don't, community. Is there an unofficial Ken Coleman community? Yeah, I'm not of there's probably seven or eight of them. Yeah. Uh, So here is the question. I'm a soon-to-be-retired principal, and I'm looking for ideas for work outside of education. After 33 years in education, I would love to have some ideas of what people have done for work after the education career. Well, that's a big, big onion to peel. And if I were talking to you in person, Kyle, I would ask two questions. What did you enjoy most about being a principal or educator? Because presumably you were a teacher and you moved up. So if you look at your 33-year career, career, I want to know, as you look back, the tasks or the role that you played that you had great enjoyment. I want to write that down because those are clues to the future. And the second thing I would ask is the flip side of that. What part of being an educator or principal, what part of that role, those tasks, drained you? So in other words... What lifted you and what drained you? And I want those two separate lists. And here's why I would ask you to do that. In those two answers are the clues to your future. I would also say, John, and I'm curious to know your 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 take on this as an educator, former educator, I don't think that he needs to be looking necessarily in a diff through a different lens. Hmm. Different area, yes, but I think once an educator, always an educator. Once an instructor, always an instructor. Different environment, different industry? That's right. Yes, but I'm guessing that his answers to those two questions are going to reveal the type of work that he will do in the future. And I think he will always be, in some ways, an instructor, a leader, an administrator. Just different context. That's where I'd start looking. Roles that are similar but different different lanes because he's got great experience to offer
1: th- that's uh thoughts on that yeah it's, it's easy to feel like i've done 33 years in a box and yeah. I'm i'm useless outside of this box and so when i read this i th- was thinking okay i've hired a ton of people in my career kyle um uh, back when i was working at university especially i hired i can't even count how many people i hired the number of people who I would like to have the experience of dealing with angry parents, dealing with nonsensical local politicians, being able to write, you got to be able to write, to be able to deal with crisis and intervention, to be mm-hmm. able to deal with you uh, as, a, as a principal. Let's say you're at an elementary school teacher, I mean, uh, elementary school principal. You've got 30 to 75 direct reports. All the teachers report to you. That's right. Um, you've got to deal with all kind of drama I can't think of a person who's more fit to walk into just about any industry That's you right. just want to walk into, Kyle. It's you deciding what I what do I want to do and you going into those conversations knowing I'm not useless just because I'm outside of the box I was in for 33 years. In fact, it's the opposite. I can bring a whole new perspective on customer service, on dealing with crisis, on taking care of people who are hurting, on dealing with, with institutional drama, which is about every company on planet Earth right now. You can do anything. So really, it's going back to Ken's questions. What do you want to do? I do know educators who did not want to talk to a, a human, right? Like, I've done it for 33 years. I loved math, and I became a math teacher. I'm done talking to people. Awesome. It's clarity, like, I know I don't want this, but you hit it on the on the nail on the head, Ken. Most of us who are in education um, end up in some sort of teaching role, a human relations role, yeah. h- human resources role, where we're taking, honoring and taking care of people. Because
0: it's very, and you it's just know, who we are. the operating word here is people. Right. So what people work am I good at? Mm-hmm. What people work do I enjoy? Yes. It's different way of asking the same question I just listed. But that's simple. Then you go, okay, great. And it's about what you want to do because the, the message is you can do so many different things. John, the experience and skill. That anybody gets over 33 years is wildly valuable. Right. So let's start with that narrative. That's the proper mindset. I've got something to offer. Yeah. Where do I want to offer it? Where do it? I want to
1: offer it? Yeah. Especially so in we, this job market. Yeah. We follow so the heart. Let me tell you this. I, this was, um, in fact, I may call your show one day. You can help me unpack this. That would be great. I remember explicitly, <laughs> um, so my dad was a SWAT hostage negotiator. So when someone's going to jump off a building or somebody had a bomb, my dad, they called him and he walked in and he was kind of the all shucks guy. He would sit wow. down and say, talk to people like, Hey, what's going on in your life? Tell me about your kids. And, um, I remember calling him one night when I was finishing a crisis call. I just had to tell a mom that her young kid had passed away. It was a hard night, but I remember leaving and asking and reflecting to myself on my drive home. It's two 30 in the morning. The, the neighborhood's asleep. I'm driving home and I call my dad the next morning and I said, what do I do when I realized that the thing I'm best at in the world is giving people really hard news with grace and be in there with him in that first moment, that first aftershock moment. And I called him because that's what he was great at. And he said, he gave me a profound, he said, be really grateful you found it. Right. And now become really good at that skill and make sure you've got a an environment that allows you to do your job well. Because that meant you're going to have to have some good friends. You're going to have to have a counselor. You're going to have to be on the same page with your wife because that, what you're good at is really hard. Mm-hmm. So Kyle may sit down and go through, like, here's what I really loved. You know what I really loved? I really loved dealing with drama. <sighs> it took my soul from me, but I was really good at it and it it fired me up. So that means I'm going to have to create a world where I'm going to go into another corporation, help them deal with their institutional drama, with their, their HR issues or people fighting with each other. And I'm going to have to create a world where I can do that in a healthy way.
0: It's a really good point. Let me jump in because I don't think you meant to say it, but it, it didn't, the hard stuff didn't take his soul away. The hard stuff for you, you're still doing it every day.
1: That's right, right. It, but, it gives w- me, it gives me. But it, it depletes you. It depletes but me. But now here's yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah,
0: In the moment, it does not. No, exa- In the exactly. moment, it fires you up. Yes. And John's heart, if we were to think of it like an engine with pistons.
1: It's running and gunning. It's yeah.
0: going like this and it's great. When you're done. Yes. And you leave a show. Or you leave a live event. I'm wiped out. But here's the difference. And your dad's advice was right. You cannot give what you do not have. That's right. So a person who, and I think there's some people that listen to us today that feel burned out. And what happens is, John, if you don't replenish after being depleted. So you've given everything you got. Mm -hmm. When you were in those crisis situations at 2.30 in the morning, you're all alarms, everything you got. You get in the car on the way home, and it's like a balloon <sighs> that's lost all of its air. That's right. So how do we fill John back up? Right. And so this is the thing. And what? But if we don't figure that part out to go, wait a second, I should feel mm-hmm. exhausted.
1: I blame the job, and I walk away from something that I love and I'm great at. Right?
0: No, what you got to blame is your process that's for right. filling back that's up. right. So now we got to go to your dad's point. He was so on it. Yeah. Your wife, your friends- Exercise, nutrition, all the things we're learning, our bodies are machines. Yeah,
1: you got to take care of them. And we got
0: to support the heart because if we go heart, heart, heart all the time, no matter how many times I say, follow your heart, don't miss the other part of the advice. I got to follow my heart, but I cannot give what I do not have. And so if I- You got to change
1: the tires and you got to change the oil. Yeah, because
0: I got to go home and give to Stacey and the three kids. I'm also a relational being. Mm -hmm. I'm not just this occupational dude. Right, right. And so I think that's the thing that is so important to understand. There's only so much your heart can do right. if you don't replenish your body. Mm-hmm. And so and what, vice versa. what right? would you do? Would you go watch a funny movie? What, what? I mean, in all honesty, like those crisis situations in that law enforcement, what would you do to replenish? I was
1: fortunate to have a supervisor who would call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, walk me through what you just saw. How are you doing? And that was a... So you that helped. Get out of your body. You start talking about it. Yeah. Grief okay. demands a witness, right? So I just saw some stuff. I'm experiencing it. Occasionally, I went in and woke up my son and hugged him after a hard one. And I mean, that's
0: a real transfer of energy
1: there. That's I, I needed to put my hands on my son and say, he's still here, right? And then there was moments the next morning when I went and called the counselor and said, I just need to debrief and just going to vomit and then I'm going to leave yeah. and we'll high five. So
0: yeah.
1: it's a, everyone's got a different process, right? Yeah,
0: I'll tell you what works for me, folks, when I'm giving advice and speaking all day. I got to go home and read something. I got to learn something. Mm. If I'm learning something... I now have something I'm excited to maybe pour back out. That's cool. Whatever your thing is, John, that's incredible advice. Hey, don't move. More of your calls coming up. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, John Deloney. We're here for you, taking your questions about your money. We're also taking your questions where John and I tend to focus all of our time in our separate shows on The Ramsey Network, and that is relationships and your mental health with with, with the good doctor here. And then, uh, I don't have a degree, so I got no title. I'm just a guy who's... Pretty miserable for a while, John, and realized I was longing for more meaning in my work, and I figured it out. And now I tell other people. Yeah,
1: but you know what you have? How I don't I, have how I got there. an official Ken Coleman Facebook page, a Facebook right? group. Well, I, I feel very special. I don't special. have one of those.
0: Yeah, I feel very special. But that's going to help me when I check in at places and I go, uh, Dr. Ken Coleman. I, mean, I got a kind friend. Of- we have a mutual friend who loves to drop the title out. You don't do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we got a mutual friend. I won't say his name, but he loves to exactly when, he, when he checks in. It's like, dude, nobody cares.
1: So in my nobody life, nobody cares. My uh mom was Doctor Deloney first, oh, and she then was? my wife was Doctor Deloney second. And so, and so like, I'm just like this knucklehead at the table. Yeah, <laughs> You like, just needed to keep up. They're like, ooh, feel fancy, That's idiot. Fantastic. Take out the trash. Exactly.
0: I'm impressed. It's just too much schoolwork for me, folks. I have ADHD. I don't do well in school. But uh, hey, anybody wants to give me an honorary doctorate, I'll sign up for that.
1: Uh, I'll take it all. Uh
0: through. Hey, we got a lot of new listeners, John. We we see the data. It's very exciting, and I just want to say, if you're new to this show, there's a lot of lingo, a lot of baby steps talk, a lot of stuff that John and I will say on a regular basis, and some of you are going, man, I, I, I feel like I just jumped in and it's about 55, 60 miles an hour. So uh, we have some genius people. It's probably James, our fearless producer. Uh, if you go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button, we're going to help you figure out the next best step for your journey. Uh, to get where you want to go. So don't feel overwhelmed. Go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button, and uh, that's going to help you. And, and by the way, welcome. The water's warm here. We're glad you're here. All right? Uh, also-
1: And it's not because somebody peed in it.
0: That's, yeah, well, if anybody would, it would be you. Uh, <laughs> that's actually fair. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, hey, uh, you know what else is, uh, is kind of confusing? Not just jumping into a show that's been around for three decades, but also dealing with your taxes. Oh, my God. That's so why I hire a specialist, John, because I would be in jail. Not, <laughs> not because I was dishonest, but because I'm a disaster. And But it doesn't matter. The IRS doesn't care. They don't care about your disaster excuse. No, They're going to lock you up. Right. And uh, we want you to get your taxes right. And uh, some of you need the help, and uh, some of you can do it with just a little bit of guidance. So we've got... Uh, a couple of tax tips for you. All right, If you picked up a side hustle or started a business this last year, you've got a new tax to pay. It's called the self-employment tax, and that's tricky. And uh, the most important thing to be able to navigate all the tax nuances uh, is to get organized. Uh, Gather receipts, any tax forms for your income, as well as all your expenses. But we have a free tax prep checklist that's going to take all the fear out of this. You can find it at the Ramsey Solutions website. And if this sounds like too much, for you welcome that's me this all scares me my eyes begin to roll around in my head it's not good john and so i go to a ramsey trusted pro one of our endorsed local providers who can help you with everything prepare your taxes and make sure that you are making the most and also not going to jail go to ramseysolutionscom com slash tax pro that's ramseysolutionscom com slash tax pro that's one bill john that i never mind paying nope I, I I don't want to rat Stacy out, she's not listening, so she'll never know. But but she's always like, man, feels like they're charging us more every year. And I go, babe, who cares? Whatever, pay that bill. That's <laughs> peace of mind that I don't have to, you know, bang pots and behind jail or whatever. I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. So that's a that's a good. I don't know what that is either. James is like, <laughs> what is banging pots? I was trying to come up with an image from. Um, What's that Tim Robbins movie? We watch different jail movies, I think. Shawshank. Yeah, apparently.
1: Shawshank. Shawshank Shawshank.
0: Redemption. Yeah, either way, we need to move on. Yeah. Before I get myself into more trouble. See, just the very thought of doing my taxes, Fritz is my brain out.
1: I know. And you're you're watching a guy melt
0: down right here, live on the air. Thank goodness. are falling off. Yeah, but Austin's waiting, and he's standing by with great patience. Austin in Madison, Wisconsin. Austin, how can we help? Hey, guys.
5: uh with beyond and uh, talk to you so I'm currently in a situation with work where climbing the ladder is like an impossible thing. Um, it's uh, my wife's family's uh, business and um, the reason it concerns me is, it, is uh, I started there about four years ago after a two overseas and I make the same amount I did four years ago. They're not great about negotiating pay increases and then I also want to set an example for my kids to go on and and uh, challenge themselves and, and do something different than what I'm doing, but
0: hey Austin, let me let me jump in really quick. It's a two-part question. Number one, what is making it feel impossible? Is it just the fact that every time you bring this up, it, it doesn't get addressed or is a hard no? And that's the first question. The second question is if all of a sudden you sat down and with them today let's say we were able to give you some master tip and you sat down with them and they gave you the raise would you be calling us right now um what's the first question what's the first answer yeah can you repeat that part what is it what makes it feel impossible what evidence do you have in your mind that says this is impossible to get a promotion this
5: business started 50 years ago and um one of the guys that works there has gotten four pay increases in, in 50 years. Um, okay, that's, that's pretty good evidence. Business. So there, there's been plenty of people in and out the door as uh, times go on and persons go out and people last for a little bit more. It's, it's always a, a hard no.
0: Okay, and so the next question is, if for some reason they begin to give you regular raises and promotions, would you still be thinking about leaving?
5: Uh, probably not, no. I, I enjoy the work for the most part.
0: Okay, that's oh. what I wanted to know. Now, here's why I asked that question. I think it's time to leave.
5: Quit. Uh, no. But
0: I want. Yeah. But I wanted to know. Did you enjoy the work? And the answer is, you enjoy the work. So in these kind yeah. of situations, John, it can create confusion for us because we've got this. We've got a little bit of a wrestling match, Jane uh, Austin. And the the wrestling match is this. I really enjoy the work, but I don't feel I'm being recognized and rewarded. And so it's a cocktail of confusion. Enjoy the work but then you don't feel good about yourself because of the environment you're in. So all that to say, you know what kind of work you enjoy. We're looking for that in Madison, Wisconsin.
1: And Austin, um, you're in kind of a strange cocktail here where you've been tasked by your wife's family to take care of her, right? Like, be a good steward. Yep. And... Also, we're going to pay you less than you're worth or less than you're out in the market. So, it's this conflicting world. And what I want to tell you is be a good steward of your family and be a good steward of your work ethic and the things that bring you joy. And treat her family with dignity and respect as you leave and it's time to go. And yeah. don't look back for one single Not second. Not at all. It's a great season. It's fun. Cool.
0: Bye. Absolutely. And Austin? Yep. Would you rather make yourself and your wife and your family happy or the family members who are your leaders happy? Which one would you rather make happy?
5: I'd definitely rather have my my family happy. And the only obstacle that comes with it is my wife is very attached to how hard her father works and how hard it is to replace somebody in these positions.
0: I get uh, it. But if you talk to your wife, actually, I want to to bring John in on this. I want to bring John on this. What's the conversation been between you and your wife on this decision?
5: Um, it's, so it's, it's hard for her to even talk. Like if I come home from a day and it's like, it's so hard to be efficient. I, I love efficiency. It's hard to be efficient because the shop's filled with stuff. And at the moment I, I say that, you know, there's like a pack rat in there that doesn't allow you to have space to work. Her head kind of goes down or to the side. Or, but That's, that's you know, because, that's it's,
1: because she internalizes that business. Her, that business is her mom and dad. And exactly. so when you talk about yeah. the business you're clowning on her mom and dad which i don't care how long you're married that's never cool Mm-mm. and so no I, I i i she's she is asking you to fix a problem that you can't solve bingo right and that's not your job your job is to honor her take care of your family and provide for your family with with, with whatever arrangement y'all have set up um and so i think it's a clear conversation with her hey i'm going to begin looking for work elsewhere or Start having quiet conversations elsewhere, and um, when you land something, then sit down and say, "Here's the transition I'm going to make." Um, and hope you'll hope, hope you'll join me in this.
0: Yeah. Austin, you got to do it. You know you got to do it. So let's win your wife's heart on this. JD, always good to be with you, sir. Want to thank James and the crew behind the glass for keeping us on the air. I Want to thank you, America, for listening. This is your show. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.